Welcome to the Crime of the Century podcast, where we expose higher education as a scam that it is. I'm Kevin Prendeville, and I believe that because of what we're teaching our students, we're losing an entire generation. And now, today, as always, we'll be diving headfirst into controversial subjects, undaunted by political correctness. And what is, nowadays, what is it like to be an American male? Is it the Starbucks dude you see complaining about how his $12 latte isn't ethically sourced? Or what about the 40-year-old man on a Target using a women's restroom? Is it the one with the audacity to say it's his right to do so? And see, this is a serious problem. And among other concerns, it's really part of the crime of the century. So the, what spurred this topic today was an article that came out uh, from San Francisco, which is essentially creating its own district in the city that is for transgender people. And you've got to understand now, this thing has gone to, gotten to the point where if I said I'm a woman, like let's, let's just take that phrase, I'm a woman. Now, I'm right, and you have no question, you cannot question that. I'm, I'm, I'm a woman now. I mean, I get it. I'm fat and kind of have big, you know, but that I'm still right. I'm a woman. I don't need any other proof. I don't need any other, uh, uh, any empirical evidence. I am a woman. And, and yeah, so of course people are going to start creating their own genders and whatever. There is, there's just no guidelines anymore. But to understand this epidemic, really, we have to go back to the universities, not a surprise at all, that, <clears throat> sure you can, yes. I'll just read you the sentence. Um, to understand this problem, you really have to go back to, unsurprisingly, the universities. And really even, to, you can go back to France, which of course, all of the world's problems seem to have come from the philosophes in France. Um, in the 1940s, the idea was that both, okay, so so both genders are essentially the same. It's their is their working premise that other than uh, genitalia, there's no difference between man and, and a man and a woman, and that's a lot of the the feminist theories that that have uh, come out recently in the '60s and '70s, and sort of the postmodern view. Basically, they're the same, and we have to make sure that they stay equal throughout throughout their their lives. And in the, in the 40s, the idea was that you could take a biological male and through environment make them feminine and have feminine, traditionally female traits. And the same could be done for the um, for the woman. And the scientists who, who conducted the study, um, it's, a, it's a notorious study because basically he took two brothers and um, one of them, one of them ended up, um, well they both ended up dead at a young age. One committed suicide and the other one, I believe, uh, was a closeted homosexual and ended up also committing suicide. Um, but they were put through all these trials that essentially they were told they were women. They were, um, you know, given dolls to play with, and um, even they were even given um, it was a soy-based product that would 
in in their bodies at the the cellular level would would mimic some, um, uh, estrogen, and so the, their bodies were were off. They were moody. They were not they were not men. They were whatever the in between is, I, I suppose. And the resounding success of this of this test was basically that you could take a man or a woman and make them whatever you wanted and that meant that they could be whatever they chose and that's a lot of the consequence because as that fostered throughout the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and gender theory and gender studies classes um, in, in, in the universities it became okay you know gender is a social construct um, you can be whatever you want and it's it's good it's freedom it's it's a plus to just say you know I'm a man now or I'm a woman now and we just, society has to accept that now I'm not discounting that that there are people who have issues and think that they are I mean there are people with like some people with schizophrenia they, they think things that simply aren't true there are men who believe they are women and there are women who believe they are men that like like many things that's just a mental illness and I feel bad for them because it's it's right now incurable there's no way that we can assure them that they are a man or they are a woman there's nothing that we can do right now and other than obviously um, having a, a surgery which doesn't even really change anything except the outward appearance and it's sad really but I'm not really talking about those people I'm talking about the ones who want attention you know it's trendy to be transsexual now because you know that puts you in some oppressed group and the left can pretend like they care about you you get attention I guess if you find dresses more comfortable you can wear them now it's it's the idea that there is no such thing as a true man or woman but that that's untrue and and one of the things that I point to one of the things that that um, really combats this is something that uh, the great doctor uh, Jordan Peterson mentioned and I've brought his name up uh, a couple times in the past here on this podcast and he talks a lot about how the hierarchy in and this will all make sense as, as we go, go through the hierarchy in uh, lobsters in their society essentially is so attuned to their nervous system their nervous system which is very similar to ours by the way you can even use antidepressants on a lobster and it will work that their nervous system um, is, is and I won't get into all the science here is so attuned to that hierarchy that it would indicate a more scientific basis for the division of social uh, structures and why things are the way they are there aren't just people with different genitals that make them that gender that there are such things as masculine and feminine traits that if we, if we understand that there is such thing that makes somebody masculine and there's there is something that makes somebody feminine then we get to see a reasoning for the 
for, uh, for the segregation of genders and things like sports and things, um, uh, even culturally, if you let the if you let the children roam per se, women will tend to take more jobs in teaching, in um, medicine, things that are maternal essentially that, that they are creating that next generation or letting the current generation um, gain prosperity. Well, men will take the uh, sporting activities, men will tend to take the tougher business positions that are cutthroat and they're fighting a lot of other men to get to the top. And it's, it's, it's very primal, it's very, um, it's a lot like uh, going out and killing, you know, what, what we would do in caveman days. You'd go out and you'd kill and you'd bring home, bring home the bacon, take that pita. You'd go out and you and you would bring home uh, the bacon and the woman would protect. And that's not, that that is now seen as a bad thing. That is not necessarily a bad thing insofar as science is amoral. A th an object is or it isn't. It's what we do about what it is that matters. And so now we've got this idea that all gender is equal and we're not allowed to debate it in universities anymore. And that's why you know, uh, San Francisco has this district. Um, and we look at the, okay, so there's scientific evidence that there are differences between men and women. And are we going to negate those differences by allowing either the government or the academics to socialize our children? You see now they're doing, in California, they're doing you know, sexual education as, as early as age five. And it's to get these kids malleable and able to be twisted and turned and shifted into these warped perceptions of what they are where women are told to be more masculine, men are told to be more feminine, and I suppose that's supposed to smooth out how they're going to, how they're going to live. And again, I'm not talking about the people with mental issues. I'm talking about everyday men and women. That is, it, it, not only is that a detriment to society, I believe, to tell somebody that they are not what their genes tell them they are, because you want to fit a political narrative, that is one, way too much government power, way too much academic power over somebody's livelihood, but at the, at, at the same time that just seems so warped and so, like we are trying to supersede God. And obviously these people don't believe in God and all that stuff, and I don't want to get into that side of the debate now, but my point here and what I want you to take away from this whole episode is people don't want you, academics and people on the left, especially the radical left, don't want you to be a woman and they don't want you to be a man if you are that gender. They want you as a man, they do want you drinking that $12 latte that's ethically sourced and that's all you care about and you're going to go home and, and join your, your co cozy quilting club and, and, and knit and the woman's going to go out and do the, and, and, and work in the business world and science has shown that that overwhelmingly makes women miserable. One, when they have a partner that is weak and I would argue that that 
kind of position would make a man weak. And also makes them miserable if they have to get their sharp elbows out and they have to attack uh, in a masculine way. Now women will, they have to, but they shouldn't, they shouldn't have to just to conform to society. That shouldn't be an everyday occurrence. And we're allowing this to go on because there's a, a small percentage of the population with a mental disorder that makes them think they something that isn't that simply isn't true. And we don't want to offend them, so now everyone else is going to wear a dress. Does that does that even make sense? Does, do we really understand what we're getting into here? And so the takeaway at the end of the day, at the end of, when this episode turns off, I want you to be proud of what you've accomplished and the things that make you the gender that you are. I want you to feel a sense of pride, just, just for a second. Just find something that you are proud of that, that, that allows you to fit into that group that, that, that you have done and know that, you know, it's all right to be masculine. It's all right to go want to watch one, you know, one of those Arnold Schwarzenegger movies where he kills an entire, you know, drug lord, uh, uh, drug cartel by himself. Obviously, that, that can't happen, but it's a power fantasy. And, and you know, revel in it. Or, or for, for the women, you know, maybe somebody uh, that you know has been hurt emotionally or physically, and you went and you helped them, and you got them through that hard time. That, I would argue, is a, is a more feminine trait, but you helped them, didn't you? I mean, you got them to, uh, to you either talk them off the ledge or, or you fixed something in their life that was broken, and you help somebody. That's, that's not a bad thing at all. And we need, the, we need more of both of those traits in our society. And without it, we'll fall subject to the crime of the century.